The Pesach tells us regarding the Me'il that a Koyen God will wore, that Vasiso al Shulav, that on the bottom of it, you will make Rimoine Tcheles. Pomegranates made of Tcheles, that's wool dyed in a particular color, on the very bottom of it, all around, Upamoine Zov and golden bells, Besoichom Saviv, there will be golden bells inside of them. What does it mean inside of them? So Rashi explains that even though the Rimoinim, these pomegranates, were round and they were hollow, the bell was not inside the pomegranate, but rather it was between the pomegranates. That is, between each two pomegranates there was a bell. Different to some other Mephorshim that actually learn that the bell was inside of the pomegranate. The Ramban asks, if in fact this is the way it was, the way Rashi says, then what was the point of the Rimoinim? What was the point of these pomegranates if they don't contain the bells? If they were just there for beauty, says the Ramban, then why are they being made as hollow pomegranates? Why not like golden apples? This is the Ramban's question. The Mizrahi, which is one of the Mefarshim on Rashi, and he addresses what the Ramban says, and he says, I don't understand why is the Ramban saying that there should be apples better than Rimoinim, better than pomegranates. In what way are apples better than pomegranates? The Rebbe says, seemingly we could say, that since according to Rashi, these pomegranates are only there for beauty, there's no other use for them, and we find by the Menorah, the Menorah also had different designs, the Gviyim, the special goblets, the special flowers, and the Kaftorim, and what were these Kaftorim? Rashi explains that on the Menorah, the Kaftorim were actually in the shape of apples, and they were there for beauty. And therefore, it makes sense over here also, it would be fitting here too, something that is there for beauty, would be like an apple. But the Rebbe says, it's still not understood why in fact are we associating beauty more with apple, more with apples than to the pomegranates. And another question, why in fact is there on the Me'il, there would be the reminder of these pomegranates, and on the Menorah, there would be something in the shape of apples. The Rebbe explains, in regards to the bells on the bottom of the Me'il, the Pasuk says, V'nishma koyle, that the purpose is that when the Koyen Godel comes into the holiness, into the Heichal, the sounds of these bells would be heard, and this is so crucial, so important, that if not, there's a, he's liable with death. And the question is why? Why is the noise of these bells so important? In fact, you might say, there's a passage that tells us, Hashem. Hashem doesn't come with great commotion and noise. Hashem comes in a place of silence, of quietness. In fact, on Yom Kippur, when the Koyim Gadol went in to the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he's not wearing all the eight special garments, he's not wearing the Me'il, he doesn't have those bells. The Ramban explains, that the idea of these bells, in a certain sense, is like getting permission, making an announcement before entering the palace of the king. You don't just walk in, you don't barge in. You first send a messenger, you announce that you're coming. On your kipper, this is not needed, because the special favoritism or quality of the Yidden is being shown then, that they don't even need to be announced, and they don't need a shliach to announce them. The Kohen God will come straight into the Kohen Shachadoshim. But according to this, the idea of the sounds of the bells would only be as a preparation for the Avoidah. But since, as we understand it, every detail of the Avoidah of the Kayan Gadol would be very, very precise and accurate, especially something like this, which is tied to the death penalty, it makes sense to say 
that the bells are actually somehow crucial for the Avoide itself. So one of the explanations. When the Kayin Gadol goes into the Kodesh, he's coming as a messenger on behalf of Klau Yisrael. In a certain sense, he's walking in with all of Klau Yisrael. Who is being represented by the sounds, by the noise of these bells? So we know that Chassidus tells us that the avoid of a Baal Tshuva is with great commotion, with great noise. He's running away from evil, he's running away from bad like a person that's running away from death, which will make lots and lots of noise. The truth is this is not only for someone that has Averois, this could apply in many cases, in a more settled le- level. Someone that still has a Nefesh Bahamis that's quite strong, or even someone that's working just based on his Nefesh kiss. But if it's not with the greatest Bitul, so there's still some some form of self, and he's running away from this. He's doing tshuva, and it's with lots of noise, lots of commotion. The Rebbe relates that the Baal Shem Tev was once asked about all the motions and noise that Chassidim make during davening. And the Baal Shem Tev responded with a marshal of a person drowning, where he's making all sorts of motions and movements with his hands, with his feet, screaming that people should save him. Surely no one will laugh at him then. And this is really this idea of a Yid trying to run away from all the negativity he had close to Hashem. Now even though it's true, we quoted before a passage that loy berash Hashem, but the Rebbe explains that that's more related to a higher level in Avoidus Hashem when you're dealing with Shem Havaya. And there you have to have the absolute bitul. But when we're dealing with still running away from bad, then yes, there is a lot of noise. Says the Rebbe, this is the pshat of the Kayin Godel who's going in to the Kodesh, to the Hegel, he's going in with the bells. That's making a lot of noise, meaning to say that he's including, he's taking along with himself all of the Yidden, including these Yidden that are making noise, running away from their previous place. And this is also hinted in the fact that this is at the very bottom of the meal, in other words, people that are still on quite a lowly level. And this is why it's so important to the Avoidah. This is why his life is dependent on it. If a Koyin Gadol wants to go into the Kodesh, but he doesn't want to represent and take along with himself these kinds of Yidden as well, then he doesn't really have room to be the Koyin Gadol. His life is, is really about representing all of the Yidden. His avoidance needs to include all of the Yidden. Now this is true the rest of the year. On Yom Kippur, on the other hand, where every Yid is on the level of Malachim, and Yom Kippur, the deepest iskashrus of a Yid, the deepest bond and essential connection of a Yid is, is, is shown how he's connected to Hashem. On Yom Kippur, a Yid is not like someone that's far away, getting close, but rather the Yid is then on Tachlis Abitl with the greatest level of of bitul, of nullification, and therefore it is without noise, it's without the me'il, it's bekoiled mamadaka, like we said before, coming in in a silent and quiet way, quiet way. Says the Rebbe, now we can start understanding the difference between Rashi and the Ramban. What we said was, the Ramban says that if in fact these remoinim at the bottom of the me'il are only there for beauty, then why not make tapuchim, why not make apples? Rashi says, no, even if it's for beauty, it's specifically Rimoinim. What does this represent? Yidin in Chazal and in Psukim are compared to both, to pomegranates and to apples. But an apple usually shows on Yidin the way they are on the very, very highest levels. The Rimoin, the pomegranate, on the other hand, is representing Yidin that are on a quite lowly level. The Gemara speaks about that even those that are completely empty, Amongst the Yidden, even the sinners, but they're still filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate. So the pomegranate represents someone that's at a lower level. 
According to Rashi, who's Pshutesh Mikra, we're looking at Yidin as they are on the simple level, the more external level. We're looking at the bottom of the Me'il, we see people that are, are quite empty. They're more like that Rimoin that we need to be saying that the Yidin are like a Rimoin, that even if they're empty, they still have many, of mitzv- many mitzvahs. And we're being told that the Koyin Godel needs to go in even with these types of lowly Yidin. And that's what Rashi is saying. On the other hand, the Ramban, which Ramban generally think, brings things also from the secrets of the Torah, from Pnimius Torah, from Kabbalah, and so on, he is looking at a Yid the way they are, Mitzad the Pnimius, where a Yid is not Shaykh, is not connected to any form of sin. And therefore, the Ramban says, if we want to focus on the beauty of the Yid, that means we're not only looking at the Rimoinim that they have some sort of benefit within the Me'il, but the whole point is only the beauty, then why aren't we focusing not on the idea of a remind that they're empty, but they have mitzvahs. Focus on the panimius of the Yid. Look at the real beauty that Yidin are all on the highest darga, mitzvah der they're like apples, which as we said before, represents very high levels of Yidin. And this would be going back to the menorah, like in the menorah you have seven branches, and Chassidus explains that they represent seven levels of avoidus Hashem. If Yidin are serving Hashem, the beauty is brought out in apples when they're on a very high level. And that's what the, why Ramban says, if it's for beauty, why not focus on apples? Now the Rebbe says, even though simply it sounds like this avoida, the noisy, the commotion avoida, is going to be a lower avoida when a person is doing bekoiled mamadaka, that level of bitul. But in truth, there's a certain advantage in that noisy level, the tumult level, because this represents that a person is going out of all of his limitations. As we see when a person, when a, when a, when a person is more limited, that's when things are quieter and more settled. Whereas when the person is excited, it represents a concept of going out of all limitations. In fact, this is one of the reasons why we say that in the place where Bali Tshuva stand, a Tzad Gomer can't stand. What's the Baal Tshuva? He's going bleakful, completely without limitations, with all of that noise. The Rebbe concludes with a hira, a special hira to our generation at the very end of Golos. There are some people that argue and say, yes, it's true that because of how lowly our generation is, we do have to go out there and connect Yidin with Torah and Yiddishkeit making Bali Tshuva, but why do we have to do with such tumult, with such commotion? Going out into the street, announcing loudly for Yidin to put on tefillin, mezuzos, tzedakah, etc. And the answer is that now when we're at the end of the goal, it's like the bottom of the me'il. We need to bring Yidin into holiness. This has to be specifically done with the biggest commotion, like in the me'il. Especially, the Rebbe says, when we look around the world and we see that things of Kalipa, of the other side, are being done with such great commotion, the way to nullify that, to counteract that, is through a noise and a tumult of Kedusha. And surely this will bring the time when the Eden will be calm and settled in a peaceful way in Eretz Yisrael through that sound of the great Shoifer and the Koyal Mavasar, Mavasar Vaimer, the one that's going to come and tell us the great news of the Geula coming, the Karev Mamash.